Hello, Girly Men listeners. While we pause our regular episodes and prepare a spectacular season two of the Girly Men podcast, we'd like you to enjoy some short bonus episodes co-hosted by my dear friend and rambunctious orange nun, Sister Unity. The Sister Unity of the Los Angeles House of Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence that we had in episode one. She's hilarious and she's irreverent, but she's also devastating in her academic acuum and her theater talent is brilliant. You'll hear the joy we have in the laughter while we're digging into these ideas, but her messages are packed with wisdom and insights many girly men will find life-affirming. So enjoy the show, my friends, and pay attention. Remember, you can find us anywhere podcasts can be found, from iTunes to Stitcher to Spotify. Wherever you find us, please hit that subscribe button. Sign up to our newsletter and our website at girlymen.com. That's G-E-R-L-E-M-E-N.com. It's a place to see some of our video outtakes from each episode. Or contact us on Facebook. Again, just search for Girly Men. And if you're feeling old school, send me an email at mike at girlymen.com. Enjoy the show. We're back with Sister Unity holding space in the chasm between seasons of the Girly Men podcast. What do I do with the space? Can I set it down? <laughs> you can, yeah, you're, uh, you're holding the space. Yeah, you can put that yeah. down. Thank you. <laughs> so we've been talking about these different ideas. Well, there's the three pillars that we're doing our GBDQ greatness boot camp on, designed to inspire, empower, and celebrate our Impregnate. amazing lives. Filet. And... A lot of this, anybody who listened to the, the our last uh, mini episode um, heard a little bit about this, but it's like this core of where everything meaningful comes from. Rhode and, Island. <laughs> and that's our intuition. Oh. I think I think it goes by many names. I think it goes Rhode by... Island. <laughs> I've never heard of Rhode Island, but like uh, God or the source or all these different things. Atman, I would like to hear Sister Unity's take on what is our intuition? How does a person know when they're in touch with their intuition and when they're just bullshitting people from their consciousness? What is our intuition? Intuition is some sort of function of whatever that is inside, the, the inner self or Atman are the words that I've used most often in my particular path and practice. Call it God, call it being in touch with the universe, life, your left ventricle has a little face on it and can talk, whatever. It seems to be a function of whatever your deepest part is, the one that naturally knows. Knows what? whatever, relative to the context in which your mind and heart find themselves. The Hindu cosmology describes it as your own inner self is no other than the self of all, the absolute, God, the universe, Shiva, Vishnu, Stanley Kowalski of 34 Mulberry Lane, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, all worshipped in temples. And so when you go and you touch your own inner self, you're touching like everything. So that's where deja vu comes from, they say. That's where intuitive knowing and psychic powers and all of these siddhis or, or supernatural metaphysical hoo-ha come from because you're plugging into everything. So, of course, you have the resources of everything. Like, 
Uh, Are you talking about literally like everything, all the energy? Oh yeah. Oh, nashivam vidyate kwachit. Like all the one love. Oh, I don't know. If, I've never showed. Nashivam vidyate kwachit. There is nothing that is not Shiva. Shiva being uh. the stand-in for all of it, uh, whether it's love, consciousness, vibrating subquark particles, string theory, whatever you can, however you conceive of it. Yeah. So if everything is everything, of course, and, and everything can access everything. Except a grain of sand, to borrow from Yeats, doesn't have cognition. So it has no automobile to drive the highway towards the inner self. Humans, lucky humans of all species and all planets, have the right tool in our mind. The mind is the right sensitive instrument that is a vehicle to go into the inner self. It has perception, cognition, uh, you know, awareness, all of these things that can focus on the pathway and arrive at the destination. Very few people actually get there. Many people try, many people get sidetracked. Well, if, if that is the destination, what do we do when we get there? What, what use is it to go through a oh, like, honey, meditation unpack, or having practices? To go out to the pool. <laughs> Intuition is not the destination, I don't think. Intuition is a quality of the place. The destination is the MGM Grand in Vegas and intuition is room service. Ah, okay. <laughs> intuition is like the massage table and the slot machines in the lobby. I think it's just one of the natural organic functions of the self that it can plug your instrument of thinking, the thought machine, into mm -hmm. the source. And so you can access whatever it is you need to access, want to access, or unbeknownst to yourself, are going to access. Surprise, surprise. Mm. Well, what's the difference between somebody whose behavior is not coming from their intuition and a person whose behavior is coming from their intuition? What are the qualitative differences? If you stay still and watch and listen, and if you have spent time practicing being still and watching and listening your own bullshit and your own non-bullshit, you begin to recognize the different tone or flavor of words, speech, voice, eye movements, physical behavior. Back in uh, the 90s, during the Anita Hill hearings, there were two sets of witnesses called by the Republicans, called by the Democrats. There was Anita Hill, there were the colleagues around her that she had spoken to about the incident with uh, Clarence Thomas, and then there were the Clarence Thomas supporters. I swear to you, you could see the difference. Without having a smoking gun, I know this is true, I know this is not true, I felt that I could see the difference in their tone and behavior, and I was like, those Clarence Thomas-allied witnesses are drumming stuff up and, and kind of bullshitty. And the Anita Hill ones are like, there's a bit of humility, there's a tone that sounds clearer and more grounded. Now, there are people who can fake that, but I wanted to cite that as an example because you can go back on YouTube and, and look for yourself. Yeah. The minute Donald Trump came down the frickin' escalator and started to speak, I was like, oh, that's the guy in high school who is good looking, has rich parents and is on the football team, goes up to the teacher when the teacher's like passing your homework, is like, hey, Mrs. Kowalski, um, uh, I couldn't do my homework last night because my dad took me to a congressional hearing. Um, he just wanted to expose me to some of the workings of government. And uh, so I'm really sorry. Um, maybe I can make it up, you know, next week or something. You know, like smarms and bullshits. That, you know, meanwhile, he yeah. was like, you know, out drinking with his buddies and 
you know, having sex with a dumpster. You could tell, like you immediately, I recognized Trump from high school. It's like, oh, that's that guy. And that's mm-hmm. that bullshit. I mean, you can tell what he's saying because he lies and it's pretty provable lies. But even if you were saying things that were not easily disproven, the way he says it, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Who speaks authentically that we could cite? Angela Davis. There's a great clip of her being asked by an interviewer back in the 60s or early 70s about like, shouldn't black people eschew violence in their protests? And she was like baffled and you know surprised by the question as though the interviewer was like, hey, can't you behave like white people and do what white people want you to do while white people are killing you? And she didn't say like, no, we have to be violent. She wasn't espousing violence. She was just saying, your question is just so weird. And can you see how your perspective is from this world completely unrelated to what black people are living and experiencing? Mm-hmm. So there's Trump and there's Angela Davis. And again, the way that you can sharpen your sense of it is by looking within. Meditation, contemplation, journal writing, therapy, spiritual practices of whatever kind, art. These are all good for sharpening your awareness. Mm-hmm. Spending time in silence and, and observing are really good for sharpening your awareness of what in you is bullshit, what in you is genuine. Yeah, that's my experience too, is like with the meditation, when I'm like super busy, I mean, it's it's much easier to do it in the morning when my mind isn't turned into monkey brain. But when I do it later in the day, if I don't have enough time to do it and whatever, it's just, but I just was committed to doing this, so I'm going to do it. And then I sit down and I get in touch with my intuition. And then all of a sudden, there's more time in the day. It's okay to be in the room. The room is just fine the way that it is. <laughs> I'm okay the way I am. Connecting uh, to intuition, connecting to self, oils the gears. Mm. It conjures grace. Not always, but in general. Yeah. And at some level, sometimes deep in and you, you still think your life is fucked. You're like, what did I meditate for? It didn't have any effect. That happens sometimes, but it's still working deep on the inside. And there will be fruit from that. Yeah. And we actually had two podcasts on different uh, ways of doing that. We had Jesse Bruhn is a, a queer spiritual teacher, and, and he talked about very much the same thing, but from more of a classic spiritual way. We had Joel Benjamin, who talked about using sex as a mechanism to get to the spiritual through um, Tantra. Through, Tantra through, through Tantra things and, and actually looking at the energy and cultivating it and just being present with it rather than disconnected from just doing an act to get pleasure. And it just turned into this whole huge thing um, when it's done connected to intuition. Thank you for coming again. You're just- I'm just breathing heavily and faking it. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of the Girly Men podcast. I want to thank Sister Unity for her magic, her wisdom, and most of all, for her huge open heart. We started this podcast with the promise that we'd deliver heart-centered connection. Both Sister Unity and I want you to feel the love that we have for ourselves, for each other, and for you, our queer and dear family. We are all one, we are all connected, and we'll see you next time.